Super Talk Mississippi media production. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk here with you on a Sunday evening, uh, Monday morning. Thanks for joining us at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. We appreciate all of our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. I want to thank our sponsors over at Strange Brew Coffeehouse and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Hopefully you guys made the trip there this weekend while you were in Starkville. And if you've got one more day to be in Starkville, well, that's one more trip to make to Strange Brew or to Churn and Spoon. Get your day started the right way with a iced coffee, hot coffee, some sort of coffee. Coffee is for closers. Mississippi State looking to close things out tomorrow. Head to Strange Brew for yours. It is Father's Day week. I will be tweeting out a uh, a picture to later today of some shirts that we're going to be giving away this week for some dads uh, from our friends over at College Corner. If you're not going to get a shirt from the uh, the giveaway, hey guys, we are. This is it. This is the week. I would say I would send where whoever. To Jackson, if you can't, if you don't already live there, they're just going to have to go down there and shop for you. Last-minute gift ideas, there are plenty of them at College Corner for Dad. Two locations in the Jackson area to serve you. They're in Ridgeland by Fleet Feet, they're in Flowood by Half Shell, or you can shop online at collegecornerstore.com. Humble Taco. I mean, what else do I need to say? That place was buzzing this weekend, just like I predicted. Plenty of people coming to check out Starkville's newest and best Mexican restaurant, Mexican fare with Mississippi roots, the most unique menu of any Mexican restaurant maybe you've ever been to. So many great ideas turned into fun, fun dishes. Great place to hang out. The local beer list, margaritas on tap, the patio is always great. If you haven't been there yet, you are missing out. Make sure this summer you make at least one trip to Starkville to try out Humble Taco. Well, Robbie, if one of us is going to be right, it's going to be you. Mississippi State will indeed play an elimination game 6 p.m. on Monday evening, Mississippi State versus Notre Dame to determine who goes to the College World Series. I guess the big picture question is this. Has this series sort of played out how you thought it would? Maybe not exactly how I thought it, I thought it would, but I thought both teams would get a punch in this first two games. Mm-hmm. I it was just going to be really hard for me to see Mississippi State limiting that offense in the first two games uh, to the point where they could sweep it. You know, they in, in 2019, when you're facing that Stanford club, you felt like you were going to get two pretty good starts because you really felt good about your starters. I don't feel great about Mississippi State starters. I don't feel great about any of them. I, I didn't feel great about Will Bednar. I know he was my – I think he was my playmaker pick just because I thought if they're – if Mississippi State was going to have success in that game one, it was going to be because of him, which was completely wrong because he lasted, I think, three innings. But um, the offense came to play in that first game, and they took advantage of some miscues by Notre Dame. It flipped completely in game two. Mississippi State did absolutely nothing on offense uh, after that triple by Rowdy Jordan to start the game, which, incredible. Triple to start the ball game in the first pitch, and he pretty much do nothing the rest of the game. But then State had some miscues and uh they weren't able to get anything um get out of get out of those innings early in the ball game so it's, it flipped a little bit and Notre Dame now uh forces a game three and it's anybody's ball game uh as you know on game threes I think this series has not gone the way I thought it would obviously and beyond my prediction which was stayed in two for Notre Dame to have four errors on Saturday the nation's best defensive team to play like that was shocking to me and, you know, 
I thought this would be a series that was decided with with high scoring games. So Notre Dame getting nine, uh, getting eight and nine isn't overly surprising. But the way State's bats were handled in Game Two was very surprising to me, especially when the game leads off with Rowdy Jordan blasting nearly a home run, but it ends up being a, a leadoff triple. And you think, okay, here we go, we're going to be in for another one of these back and forth affairs. And, and you just didn't get that. So I have been surprised at how this series has gone, and I, I worry for Mississippi State because I do agree with you that. You know, I think we think it's going to be Houston Harding today or on Monday, but we don't know that for sure. I wouldn't be totally surprised if they threw a right-hander out there just to give that contrast that they have. But backs are against the wall now. I mean, how much how much room for error do you really have uh, if you're Mississippi State? So I, 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 the momentum to me is totally with Notre Dame, and that's a concern. And they got what – I mean, they could not have asked for a better performance from Aiden Tyrell. He went seven and a third innings, didn't labor, never was pressured in that game, not once, and saved the bullpen. Now that they threw their best guy out of the pen on Friday on a Saturday, he threw I think seventy eight pitches, something like that. I imagine he might could come back if they needed to, but he's I mean that's a lot of pitches. Uh, so they throw in a couple of their good guys out of the pen. I don't really know what they have. Um, coming out of there, and you know they got another lefty tomorrow. I mean that's basically all they've thrown. But it just seems like uh, maybe I'm off base here, but it, it just seems like state struggles against these soft tossing lefties. And that's what got me tonight was, and I made this comment to to my next door neighbor Mike Nemeth is that, and this is not to say that Tyrell is a mid major kind of pitcher. He's obviously very good, but in midweek games, State will face a guy who's just not throwing – he's not throwing 95-96. Soft tossing, he's trying to locate. And usually one turn through the order is all it takes for the bats to start figuring out, okay, this is where the ball's going. And that never happened for Mississippi State tonight. He was able to control the, the – now look, I think we can both agree for two games, the, the, the umpiring has not been fantastic. No. There has been some, some issues with the strike zone with both guys so far. But if you're getting that low strike – you, and you keep throwing it, I can't say anything against that. And that's what Tyrell did. He he had the bottom half of the zone to himself, and State simply could not put the bat on the baseball. He was locating his fastball, which wasn't overpowering, but he was locating it, and he was keeping the breaking ball low in the zone, and that was being located for the most part, too. And, and State couldn't lay off of it. And I think most of that is because of the strike zone. It was a little wide, I, I think. And he was able to get those strikes, and then you start thinking, "Well, I got to hit this," and they just couldn't hit it. And uh, I, I think also they saw Rowdy come out there and, and bang that triple off the wall, and they thought, "We're we're about to smash this guy." Mm-hmm. It's it's game two. You got a chance to close it out. You're wearing your black jerseys, which, by the way, I, I don't think Probably you can wear done. those ever again. They're done. At least not this year. Yeah. But that magic went with Jake Mangum. Yeah, that th- those are gone. You've lost three games in a row now with those against LSU, Arkansas, and, and now. Notre Dame, so you got to bring out the pinstripes uh, for Game Three. But it just it just seems like Mississippi State just could not figure this guy out. And, and you kind of thought by the second or third time to the lineup they would they would find a way, but they just never did. I thought the game sort of turned for me. Uh, I think as it's in the third, where Forsyth gets a leadoff single, and you're thinking, okay. You know, here Forsyth has done something. We've been talking for weeks about this. Turning the lineup over. Turn the lineup over to three you, guys that have been killing who it. have been on fire, and then Jordan, Allen, and James all strike out to to end that inning. That to me, that felt that felt like a huge missed opportunity. And then you know, an inning later is when the game breaks open. 
errors again haunting Mississippi State. That's been a, a story um, all season long. A couple of walks, McLeod. I didn't think he was uh, he was terrible tonight, but you know just his his defense didn't didn't help him out, and his own defense. You know he had the error in the first that led to a couple of runs. And let, let's go back to that first inning. Okay, yeah. so State comes out and gets that lead. McLeod's playing with a lead, and you feel a little comfortable there. Comes out, gets a, a quick strikeout. He gets 0-2 on the next batter, and you're saying, this dude is, is locked in. And then he hits him. Yeah. And then walks a guy Yeah. on the on the next batter. Yeah. Then he gives up a single to to load the bases. Mm-hmm. He came back, got a strikeout, got 0-2 on the next guy mm-hmm. who, who just murdered State the day before, had three hits and two right. doubles a home run, gets a little, you know, weak Excuse ground me, ball. Yeah. And it just – I don't blame McLeod or anybody for that. It was a tough play. Right. It gets past McLeod, and he throws it down. And uh, I think Hancock actually came and got it. And they don't make the play, and then McLeod overthrows the play at the plate. Mm-hmm. And just like that, it's 2-1. to one. Right. And, I mean, it was plays like that. It was a couple of plays that really opened the game up for Notre Dame. And it just seemed like after that, State just was not comfortable. Yeah. I don't know what it was, but they didn't come out like the alpha – uh, on, on Saturday, which was strange because I, I thought it would, I thought it might be flipped on on Saturday and Sunday. I thought State has not played well during during day games. I kind of thought that you know the night game would be when things came alive for Mississippi State, and just didn't. They just didn't play a very good game. But this is this is how they've been all year, Brian. Yeah. I mean, this, yeah. they've they've been up and down like this all year, and it's what's so surprising to me that they're in this position to possibly get to Omaha because they haven't played great. All year. Let's go back to that that Saturday game, game one. What first off, just from a neutral perspective, one of the best college baseball games you'll ever watch. Uh, just back and forth throughout the whole game, a lot of drama, a lot of, of big plays from both teams. I, I thought after that game that State really had Notre Dame where they wanted them. They had taken their best shot. Uh, Notre Dame was reeling the deep. I, I I thought that you know making those errors was going to get into Notre Dame's head a little bit. Um, yeah, I knew that they could come back to Sims, even though he threw a good number of pitches. I knew. I mean, Lamona said in post game, we we he he could close tomorrow if we needed him. And I thought that everything was working in Mississippi State's favor. And I guess that's you know sort of a that's baseball kind of thing because it completely flipped in 24 hours mm-hmm. now for Mississippi State. And you just said it. You know, State sort of been in this you know these need to win a Sunday game kind of series before. Assuming it is Harding for Mississippi State, you know you saw McLeod tonight. Notre Dame had some success against him as a left-hander. Do you believe Harding can have success against this Notre Dame lineup? I don't know, and the big question is what what do you do? You you, want, you have to get a good start from somebody. You you can't come out and get in a hole early. Um, that's just that's that, that's not that's not Mississippi State's style. That they're not at their best when that's happening. I know they came back on Saturday, but. Mississippi State's at its best when it gets a lead and it's it's able to get comfortable. So the big question is, what do you do? Do you start Harding right away? Do you start somebody like, uh, I don't know, Cade Smith? He only pitched an inning. Could he come out and good. start? Would you start? Would you even consider starting Landon Sims? You know, that's sort of the the, the theme of uh, this Sunday. We, we saw Kevin Copps go, I think, eight innings in Arkansas. Taylor Broadway on the mound right now as we're watching Ole Miss in Arkansas. The the issue with that is is very simple, though. And I, I guess it's sort of the same issue that Ole Miss and Arkansas had today, and that's 
If you go to the eighth with the lead, what are you doing? Yeah. Because Land- it's a little different for Arkansas because Cops could have nearly he nearly pitched a complete game. He probably could have if things had gone a little smoother for him. But Broadway is, I mean, my guess is he's out by the fourth inning. He's a hard thrower. Right. Sims could probably give you four innings. Now, that's four innings. And Broadway, where- and Broadway's kind of heavy fastball. He th- yeah. You know, he's – and Sims is is like that in a way, too. Cops is, is, is one of those guys that – it feels weird to say, but he kind of has a rubber arm. Yeah. He's, he's not throwing hard. That cutter is not a, a, yeah. a high-stress pitch for him. The, the the thinking by both Ole Miss and Arkansas here is to try to get your production on the front end. Yeah. You want to hold whatever team you're you're playing where they're at, and hopefully your offense can build you a lead so you have a, a healthy lead heading into the late innings. Didn't work out for Arkansas, and you know we'll see on Ole Miss. They're yeah. currently in the third inning. But it's just it's such a interesting topic to have. Landon Sims has not been in this situation this year. Mm-hmm. He's always been coming in late in the ball games with a safe situation. And when he's come in in those situations, he's been strong. The, the games that he's been hit are the ones where Mississippi State's been down yeah. or they have a lead. I think Sims would be okay because he's, he's, he's used to high-pressure situations, and that's what it would be. But my, my worry wouldn't even be about Sims, and it honestly wouldn't, really wouldn't worry be about the back end of the game as much as I would be worried that State takes advantage and gets that lead in the first four innings. Right, because and then you've and then if you've you lost go it. if you go to the bottom of or you go to the top of the fifth and it's still scoreless, yeah. you've blown it. Well, here's the thing too. I, I, th- I do think you feel a little better about Parker Stanett and Stone Simmons. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, in this I, scenario, I would, I would feel I would feel okay with Stone Simmons coming out there with a two run lead in, in the this ninth scenario inning. we just outlined. Though you could go from Sims to Houston Harding. Yeah, that is a big. And that Big and difference. that's and that's kind of my point. Like I, this, that's the thing I've been saying for weeks. I I just Harding's had success as a starter, but as it stands right now, it just feels like he is so much better in that relief role when he's mm-hmm. coming in. But you cannot afford to go down three to two like you did uh, in that the game gamble. last week. Yeah. I mean, you've got you've got to have a guy that that can hold Notre Dame at. Two to three runs through six innings. I'm not saying the starter has to get you six innings, but by the sixth inning, you need it to be two or three runs to be within striking distance or have a lead. We're discussing on this. I feel like there's there's no chance in hell that Sims will start this game. No, I I don't I don't know I don't I don't see Lamonis doing that. But I wouldn't say no chance. Yeah. I mean I I didn't think there was any chance that Taylor Broadway would be pitching for Ole Miss. And I didn't think there was a chance that Cops was going to start. I, I thought there was a chance that Cops would pitch because. Oh, they put pinch, him. But I didn't know but, he would start. Well, that that's what I I thought they would do that because they're thinking he's our best pitcher. Let's go ahead and shut it down. And yeah, that which by the way, can we, we just talk about, about how incredible it is? And that that's the Absol- great thing about baseball. Absolutely I mean, mind blowing. You go back to that 2011 season, Mississippi State went to Florida, yeah. and how close they were to beating that team, which yeah. has produced more MLB players than any team in SEC history, that 2011 mm-hmm. uh, Florida team. State almost beat them with that team. And that's similarly kind of what happened with uh, Arkansas. I mean, that's a that's almost a wire-to-wire regular season number one. Won the SEC outright. They won the uh, SEC tournament. And won 21-2 to in the first game of that series. And in two days, the season's over. I mean, that's that's how quickly it can end. 17% of Arkansas's losses on the season came this weekend. 
That's is unbelievable. And, they, and I, I, I mentioned me, they, they, they outscored North Carolina State in this regional twenty-eight to eleven and lost two games. Baseball, man, it, it really isn't. Arkansas, you, obviously, you, you listened to the show before with Joel. We had a I forget what listener it was, but he asked us three or four times like Arkansas or the field, Arkansas or the field to win the national title. And every time I was like, I would take Arkansas. And so. I'm not saying this is the miracle on ice or anything like that, but that is one of the most surprising sporting outcomes that I can really remember. The biggest thing about it that's surprising is losing at Baum in back-to-back yeah. games. Yeah. Because that place has just been you know, a launching pad for them, and it's been so tough for teams to win there. Yeah. And it's just to lose back-to-back games like that and you don't have a whole lot of production. And listen, they almost lost their, their regional. I mean, well, yeah. game. The, they, the, they, they got taken all the way. The final was not, was not great, but yeah. – um, it's just it just shows you that how difficult it is to win a national title. This is a team like the the 2019 Vanderbilt team, or the, you know the 20 yeah. the 2014 or whatever team that was Vanderbilt that you could almost put your mortgage down on them winning a national title. Yeah, but it's so tough, man, and especially if you're the number one overall seed, very difficult to win. I feel like this is a if State can win tomorrow. They have a really good chance in Omaha. To make a run. Because now Vanderbilt's coming out of that other side of the bracket, I believe. So you're going to see Vanderbilt in uh, in the national. Whoever wins that's the other side is seeing Vanderbilt. Yeah. Well, State's already beaten lighter this year. Yeah. And they, play, they played okay against Rocker. So it's man that that field plays to Vanderbilt. It does because they pitch so well, but State pitches well. The only way that you really score against Rocker and Lighter is long balls. Yeah, let's and, let's let's continue this discussion. But first, we'll move on into the second half of the show. That's brought to you by our good friends over at Welcome Home Beef. Hope you guys are still checking them out uh, and hitting them up for some of the you know this this we're we're into, we're deep into cookout season now. You want to have great products on the grill. It's hard to make bad food with good products. You got to try to screw it up. Welcome Home Beef. Not only will they give you the great products, they give you the know-how. Talk to the Sanders brothers up there. They will tell you how to cook their products and make everything delicious. Call them today at 662-268-8148 or visit them online at welcomehomebeef.com. Welcome Home Beef. It just tastes good. Two brothers. That place was moving this weekend. Hold on a second. That's gone. Two-run home run for Arizona, now 3-1 Wildcats. Like the people out there. Are oh, they just, already know, but I, I had to watch. I, I could not see it go over the fence. And this is the problem with starting a closer because this is a different kind of situation yeah. for them, and yeah. that's why you got to be careful with that, but we'll uh, see what happens. Anyway, two brothers smoked meats. Probably some people going crazy in there right now. Uh, that place was, was hopping all weekend long. Every time I, I went past it a couple of times, and I mean, there was always a line. So Had that, lunch there this week with Becky. Yeah. It's just great. It's just oh. a great place to eat. Our friends Courtney Robb and uh, Chris Bolton ate there for the first time on uh, on what? Friday. Yeah. Wow. And they, I, that's the first time they've been yeah, there. Yeah, they were Unbelievable. They were texting me like, what should I get? What should I get? I was like, guys, honestly, you really can't give a – there's no missteps here. Just, just close your eyes and point Put your something. finger down, and there, you're good. Uh, and that's the same for you guys. Make sure this, you know, next time you're in Starkville, Two Brothers, make sure it's on the agenda. So- Southern Smoked Soul Food in the heart of the Cotton District at Two Brothers Smoked Meats. Our good friends over at Advantage Business Systems, guys, they have everything your business needs to succeed. They have an inventory of products, technology, software, everything a business needs to keep profits high and problems low. And then they're going to back that up 
with incredible customer service, the customer service you expect from your next-door neighbors. And that's what they are at Advantage Business Systems. They are Mississippians. They've been doing business in the Magnolia State for nearly 50 years, helping out businesses just like yours. Call them today. Find out how they can help you. 601-362-9192 or visit them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. We're talking about you know Mississippi State and what they could do in, they could do in Omaha and, and how they, the national title situation might step up for them. But at the end of the day, they have to win tomorrow. So, Robbie, let's just do we've, – we've sort of previewed it a little bit. We don't know who State's throwing. It will be Mercer, Will Mercer throwing for Notre Dame, another left-hander, sort of a similar uh, mold as Tyrell. What do you think about tomorrow's game and who are the players – You know, I feel like it's almost – too obvious to say Rowdy Jordan Tanner Allen. This is their last game at Diddy Noble. Come come win or lose. Is yeah. it, who, who needs to to step up beyond those two guys to make sure Mississippi State is headed to Omaha? Bottom half of the lineup. Yeah. It, it seems like that's that's the key to every team's success, doesn't it? Like the teams that hit well at the bottom half, it seems like they put themselves in a much better position. And that's what Notre Dame's done in the first two games. And listen. There ain't nothing wrong with Notre Dame's offense. They they lost that first game because of their defense. The offense has not let up. Mississippi State didn't do anything offensively in game two. Notre Dame's going to bring it again on Monday. You, you, I can guarantee you that's going to happen. State's going to have to score a this ton be, of runs. This is going to be, for lack of a better word, a dogfight. I, I, I really feel like State needs to score ten runs. I, I mean, mm. they, it, it might be four to two. I, I seriously doubt it, but it might be four to two tomorrow night. But I, I can promise you this lineup from Notre Dame is going to hit. And that's what they've done the first two games. First game it was the nine-hole hitter, three hits, two doubles, and a home run. To, uh, Sunday night it was the nine-hole hitter that had the three-run home run. It's unbelievable. I mean, the teams that do that, the teams that are producing in the bottom half of their lineup and turning it over to the top half are the ones that you see have the most success. I mean, so Kellum Clark has to come up with some big hits. He, he robbed. He, Sunday night. He's struggling to to see the ball drop, but he he I didn't see the exit velocity on that line drive. Guarantee you it was 102, 104 miles an hour. Yeah, an insane. Scalded, scalded it. So he just needs something to drop. You know, Brad Cumbus has to come through. He had a he couple, had a couple hits, hits in in game one. Uh, had a hit. I think might have had a hit uh, on Sunday too. He had a couple hits. He had a couple hits. Yeah. So back to back games with two hits. Yeah. So he's ha- he's seeing it well. Right, yeah. Lane Forsyth got on base twice, got a hit. Yeah. Those guys have to continue to produce because Rowdy and Tanner, it's hard to believe that they're going to have, you know, an O for four night. Right. So I expect those guys to step up. To me, it's all about the offense getting it going, and then you just need some production from from your offense. You got to play clean defense. You don't, you know, one error might be enough. Uh, you, you can't. You can't have any defensive miscues in this ball game. A four-two game that you're describing that favors Mississippi State, in my opinion. If you tell me that it's four to two is the final, I think State wins that game. If you tell me it's why do you say that? Because that means that Notre Dame Notre Dame is more of a hitting team. They scored eight and nine. If they can't get, you know, if somebody only gets, so you think it's you think it's going to be either you know feast or famine. They're either going to score I, eight I, runs or two. Well, runs? I think I think if State if Notre Dame wins, it's probably going to be a high scoring game. I think State can win a high scoring game. Yeah. I don't know that Notre Dame can win four to two. You've got to have them make some mistakes too, apparently, because uh, I mean that they were unbelievable on Sunday, much better, and, and they lost by one run on Saturday, and they had the worst defensive game of the season. That's what worries me. 
Yeah. That, I told you that on the way out. That I said they had – imagine like a football game where the quarterback throws four interceptions and you only win by one, one point. You got lucky to win. This team's playing their best baseball, I think. They the, are. Uh, I, I mean, they, they haven't been – if you look at their numbers, they haven't been just incredible all year long. Right. Their their offense is breaking out. This isn't their off. This isn't what their offense has been all season long. Mm. It's breaking out, and that's a dangerous team. Those are the teams you don't want to play. You you don't worry about the name on the front of the jersey when it gets late in the season in baseball. You worry about whether that team's been playing well or not. I I wouldn't want to play Virginia or DBU right now. Yeah. Uh, you know those two teams. It seems and, and Notre Dame are playing better than Arkansas. So. It's just baseball, man. That's I know people get tired of hearing that, but that's how this game goes. You get hot, you get cold, and Mississippi State needs to get hot. That they've got to have their best game of the year, I think, on Monday night to win. And I'm just I'm absolutely intrigued to see what State does from a pitching standpoint. I, I'm almost leaning towards Landon Sims at this point. I, I've almost wow. I've almost convinced myself. I just don't see that happening. I, I just think you have to have a good start. I, whether you pitch him in the front half of the game or the back half, to me is is about the same because you no, you I either that. you either are going to have to shut them down late or you're going to have to shut them down early. It and then it's all up to your offense at that point. So I just I work. I, first off, I give a lot of credit to Notre Dame and to their coaching staff because of I mean you have four errors and then you come back and play really clean defense. On, uh, on on Sunday night, that's 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 coaching. That's a good job. Link Jarrett is a very good baseball coach. Won't be surprised to see him with some big jobs uh, in the near future. That being said, and by know, the way, he 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 made a point yesterday. They haven't lost two straight games in the last two years. Yeah, which I know last year was shortened, but that team brings it on game two. Yeah. Whatever happens in game one, game two, they just seem to have it. So. They weren't surprised at all to have the kind of game they had. You definitely have two teams here that have faced adversity and have, have overcome it. I just worry that the Notre Dame momentum is there. And like I said, I worry that you, you only won by one in a game where the, the best defensive team in the country handed you four errors. It feels like you should have won by a lot more. And you've given them hope. You've shown them that, yeah. hey, we can come out and quiet the crowd yeah. and they're not going to get in our heads. Because yeah, they, ju- they just shut you down. But what you hope now is this turns into the Ole Miss series. Doug yeah. Nikhazy came in here and just shoved it, like Chris Lamona said, and shut down Mississippi State's offense. Their bats were hot. State came out in that game three, and they Handled just rolled. Business. I mean, I, Drew McDaniel shut them down for most of the game, and then but when they the came back. Came. But that, that's what you hope happens on Monday night if you're a Mississippi State fan. You, you hope you get that kind of performance from Mississippi State and the crowd is able to take over the ball game late. All right, we'll see what happens then. Let's get a prediction from you. You going to stick with what oh, you said man. on Friday? I, you know, there's something special about Mississippi State, Duty Noble Field, and postseason play. And we've seen this before, maybe not in this stadium during the postseason, but We've seen Mississippi State's backs against the wall in postseason play here. Um, you know, of course, they had that rough series against Arizona, but it just this team just figures out ways to win. They're not great at anything. They're not a great hitting team. They play. They don't play good defense. They haven't pitched it great. They've been below expectations. Yeah. 
But here they are, one win away from Omaha, and you have at least two guys that just kind of impose their will when they need it to happen. I'm going to go with State. I'm, I'm going to go with State here. I'm not confident in that pick, but I didn't feel good about this game, this game too. I, I thought State was going to lose this game. So we'll see what happens. Both teams have some question marks coming in from, from a pitching perspective. Uh, I think State has the advantage from a pitching perspective because you have Landon Sims and most of that bullpen. Mm. It's up to the offense. I think the offense breaks through. I think the dude is going to play a factor in this ball game, and I think ultimately Mississippi State's going to find a way. We've had 14-3 and 13-7. What's, what's the crowd Monday night, do you think? Monday night see, hurts, but at the same time, this is an elimination game. I think people will be like, I need to be there. I think it's going to be 13. Okay. I think it's going to be over 13. I think – I think I think they could have got fifteen, close to fifteen on Sunday, if the weather would have been a little bit better. Better, but you know Sunday night you got work the next day. Monday night same thing. You're going to lose some fans there. There's yeah. going to be some people that traveled that have to go home. Mm-hmm. But I think they might pick up some fans with those tickets. There'll be some there. people who go home Sunday night and then get up and, and they'll work a half day and or whatever and come back yeah. Monday afternoon. So it's just different when it gets to super regional time. People find a way. You got to find a way. You don't want to miss those kind of moments because these are these are. Just classic well, moments. In the postseason, you should always, you know, dance with who brung you. Well, negativity brung me to the dance. I'm gonna, I think Notre Dame's going to get this game. I just feel like they have the momentum. But and you picked State to sweep. I did. But one thing, look, and I, I say it all the time on Sports Talk Mississippi, when I am presented with new information, I can change my mind. I'm not somebody who gets locked into, well, I made this prediction, and I'm certainly not somebody who just, like, it's always this way. When something different happens, when I see now that I've seen Notre Dame and I've seen the way they've handled Mississippi State's pitching, and I saw the way that State, you know, couldn't really take advantage of those four. I mean, I guess they did take advantage of those four errors, but they they weren't able to dominate a game like that. I just feel like State is in trouble. Um, I don't, and I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do for the starting pitcher because I agree with you that Harding is so much better out of the bullpen. But who do you trust to throw that you know first couple innings? I think I'm bringing somebody that can throw heat. Well, I mean, I that want would somebody be, that I want a power that's pitcher. That's Kate Smith. Uh, Kate Smith or, or Landon Sims or Landon Sims. Well, I, I I I don't know about that one. I, I, just, I just I can't see I can't see Lamonis doing it. You have to get a good start. Oh, I agree with that. But I think it has to be somebody that can that can you know elevate and that can get the velocity up, yeah. and then you bring in Houston Harding and you change that yeah. eye level. I, I like the idea, but we'll see. Um, I I think I think tomorrow Notre Dame wins. That's my prediction. We'll see negative. if I'm wrong. You're so negative. Buddy, I built a brand on it. That's The only reason I'm sitting in this chair right this second is because of that. So I'm not going to worry about it. We'll see what happens. Guys, have a great uh, Sunday night, Monday, and we'll be back with you. Uh, obviously, we'll be recording after the game on uh, Tuesday, or I guess Monday evening, and uh, be back with you then. Guys, have a good one. For Robbie Falk, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.